from the nchc.tv studios this is the american collegiate hockey top 20 podcast brought to you by liberty university bring your faith and your game to the premier acha m1 program on the east coast see us at liberty.edu behind the mask and behind the mask.com your hockey superstore with three valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMass.com. Indiana Tech University. For tickets and schedule information for the two-time ACHA National Champions, go to IndianaTechWarriors.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We are the best to barbecue Las Vegas style. University of Georgia Hockey. Our school athletic traditions, college town atmosphere, and the building of a program like no other at UGAHockey.com. College Hockey, Inc., growing the game at the college level and beyond. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at AdrianBulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, with Caesars Rewards members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. Maryville University, the big city style of St. Louis, and a small school education. For more information, visit us at MaryvilleSaints.com or at Maryville.edu. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find the location near you. University of Mary Hockey. Top flight hockey, intense rivalries, and championship aspirations. Schedule and ticket information at GoYouMarry.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app. The only app that lets you earn Caesars rewards, but please play responsibly. By FedEx, the official shipping company of Ice Time Hockey West. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be joining us this morning on the Podbean app. It is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast at our new time and day, Thursday mornings now at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, Let me think, that would be noon Eastern time in the time zone that everybody knows. Scott Strandy with you tonight, just today, just outside of Bakersfield, California, in Buttonwillow, California, off the I-5 where it's very cold and I see snow in the mountains. Stephen Marsh, my longtime co-host, joining me from that beautiful, vibrant championship city, which is Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you? Do you have snow in Vegas this morning? No no snow in Vegas. Well, at least not in the within the city. I think <clears> probably <throat> up in the mountains there are uh, some snow. Uh, but uh, if you had... Uh, Button Willow as a location for Scott on your uh, bingo card. Con- congratulations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thunk it, right? Hopefully that got you the bingo. <laughs> Hopefully that is, right? That would be cool. Uh, and, that would and, be and, cool. And in case you didn't know, you're talking about Championship City. There's a very important championship on the line here in Vegas this week. There is? Yeah. What's that? It involves a, a ball. That's uh, oh. kind of oddly shaped. Oh, an oddly shaped ball. Yeah, that, that's going on in Vegas today, or this weekend. Yeah, yeah nice. And meanwhile, the Vegas Golden Knights are uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, Tempe, Arizona, to take on the Mullet Magic uh, yeah. Arizona Coyotes for now. I know. It's going to be a tough tough place, probably one of the best environments in the NHL. It's going to be tough. I- I've heard that. I've heard that. All 4,600 that are screaming. 4,600 uh, Rockets fans and... 
Let's go, Yodis. And, and half of them will Let's probably go, be Yodis. Golden Knights fans. <laughs> They'll, we'll hear the night, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. When I went through the game last year there, you, you definitely could hear it. <laughs> okay. So uh, just uh, got off a text message with our friend Chris Perry um, oh, wow. lining up uh, media credentials for uh, the national tournament. So that was nice. Nice to hear from Chris. We haven't talked to him in a while. Hopefully yeah, we can get him on the show. And, yeah, it's better awesome if we get him on the show. Yeah, and, and try to get things rolling. So that's good pod- news. He's got a podcast of his own that he does. He's got a big podcast of his own for the Western Collegiate Hockey. All, all 14 listeners that listen in as he jokes all the time on his show. <laughs> you might have more than that now. He's doing well. I haven't uh, listened so- in a while, so I, I may be down to 13 now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we appreciate uh, Chris getting back to us and uh, being able to set things up, which we are now, Stephen, uh, less than a month away, officially. Because uh, I think uh, games start on the 7th, and uh, there's 29 days, of course, in February this year. But still, uh, less than a month away. And we need that extra day, man. We really do. We need that extra day in February. (laughs) Rumor has it, right? Uh, So anyway, the teams will be gathering. The M1 start early. Uh, I want to start today's show um, with the M1 rankings because there's only two left after this one, if I've got that correct. Yeah, I believe that is correct, yes. Okay, so we'll start with that. Then we need to talk about these M2 regionals. There are four of them. So we'll get into that, where they're at, and uh, when they're being played. They're all played at the same time, the 23rd of February through the 27th. So we'll definitely get into that part of it. And then um, and then we'll check into the women's rankings, see how things are going on that side of things. And uh, we'll kind of preview that the national tournament now that we're about a month out. Um, like I said, in, in two and a half weeks, we will know uh, exactly who's playing who and where and when uh, because there will be some games overflow at, uh, at the Maryville Hockey Center as well. So um, let's jump into that. I don't know if you've got the, uh, the uh, rankings in front of you. I have got them pulled up on my screen as well. So uh, let me give you the first, uh, how we normally do this, the first 10, and then you tell me where you think. Uh, any changes should be made or if we're okay. So here we go. Ranking number 14, Minot State, number one, Adrian, two, Central Oklahoma, three, UNLV, four, Ohio, five, Jamestown, six, Liberty at seven, Maryville at eight, University of Mary has snuck up to number nine, and Niagara comes in at number 10. Stephen, when you look at those numbers, one, two, three, four have remained the same as last week. But a little bit of shuffling beginning now at the uh, yeah. six through ten area. Yeah, well, I mean, we alluded to that the next that uh, last week that the middle part of the the top ten there did have the chance to maybe do some shuffling, and we did see that. I mean, Ohio was at five; they did they went to or they were at six; they went to five. Uh, Jamestown was at seven; they moved up to six. The team that moved down that got bumped down was Liberty; they were at five, and they got they're now below. Ohio and Jamestown, so uh, that happened. Maryville stayed at eight, and then Mary and Niagara switched spots, nine and ten. Uh, but the top four stayed the top four, and I think that's what's going to be. I think it's going to be the, that. That's the top four that I think is going to happen. Now, UNLV, you know, after coming off that high from a week ago or from from the week prior against Central Oklahoma, where they split that played their the best hockey that they ever that the coach has ever seen them play, McNary Greener, um, and, and obviously the other coaches agree with that. 
um, and then they go to Utah, which which can be a tough place to play, and they and they tend to have tough battles with them up there in Salt Lake City, and it was. It was two overtime games, so I think it technically goes as a tie in the computer, so that's why it probably didn't hurt them too badly there. But, uh, but they didn't win them dominantly as you would maybe expect them to because UNLV is supposed to be a really good team, and they'd come off those really good games, and then they had to play Utah, which is all of a sudden really starting to surge, and, and they're playing much better. But still, so they, they win in overtime on Friday, and then they lose in overtime on, on Saturday. So um, so that didn't help or hurt them. But so they stayed at four. Central Oklahoma won uh, a couple of games. Uh, they were in a battle when Missouri State, I think, on, on Friday. They ended up winning the game, and then Saturday they ended up winning. So they're probably likely going to win the WCHL. It's all trending towards Central Oklahoma to win that. You know, he's still ahead by points, but because they've had a couple overtime wins, they've had an overtime loss, and a couple of regulation losses, um, in in the WCHL this year, Central Oklahoma has only got one regulation loss. They're they're in the driver's seat. They've played two fewer games still, so they're in the driver's seat to to win the uh, the WCHL title. But yeah, you know, does that really matter? Both teams are going to be in the in the WCHL or be in the ACHA tournament. So and in the top four most likely. Um, Minot State, of course, continuing to do what they do. Adrian um, doesn't slip up too much. I think they did have a little bit of a slip up, but they were able to rebound from that. Um, yeah, and then Ohio, uh, I think, is a team that I think was, was had an impressive weekend. I think that that's helped. That's where the benefit of those middle teams could be. And I think Jamestown might have might have lot. I, I have to look back at their games a little bit more closely, but um, yeah, I think it's about where it should be. I mean, for the top ten, I mean, it's not a whole lot of um, movement, although. Uh, the, the, between the middle five there or, or the middle uh, teams in that top 10, that's that's where we can still see the most movement from. So that may happen again between now and, and then when the final rankings come out. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, I'll go through these records real quick because it's, uh, it's starting to, I thought it would bunch up with the same number of games played, but when you look at Minot State, 26-5-0, that's 31 games. Yeah, that's good. Then Adrian who has the fewest number of uh, losses this year at uh, 23-3-0. Central Oklahoma, 24-4-0. So you got a 26 and a 28 games played. A UNLV at 19-6-2. Uh, by my count, that's 27 games played. Ohio in at 22-6-3. That would be um, 31 games. Jamestown, 28-0. and So 28 games for Jamestown. Liberty, 16-7-1, that's 24 games. Maryville, 19-9-1, which puts them at 29 games. Uh, U-Mary at uh, 21-9-1, that gives them, uh, what, 31 games. And Niagara, 17-6-1 at 24 games. So um, the games, are, I guess, are starting to even out. There's still a little bit of discrepancy, I guess, um, between like uh, Minot State and Adrian, but I wonder how much that plays into it, Stephen. How much does that play into the rankings um, when like, Minot State's got 31 games played and there's only tw- 26 of eight? Well, it is. It it plays a factor in that there's less games to to be calculated in the computers that that matters. But you know, if you're playing more games against weaker competition, so to speak. Does that really help you or hurt you than if you're playing fewer games against stronger competition? I don't know. Um, if you look at the averages too, and and you know UNLV's got the four spot, but Ohio's who's making the push. 
Um, they're right there in their heels. I mean, if you look at the average of the two, uh, UNLV's at five and Ohio's at 5.5. So it's only a half point difference there. So they're, UNLV's got to be careful here. I mean, they're in the top four. Although I think now, now that there's 24 teams, I think if you're in the top eight, I believe it's the top eight, it's basically set up where you get that by the, those those teams. Uh, would it be? I guess it would be. Get, get the day off. Is that what you're saying? They'll get a day yeah, off. Well, they don't. Like in the old format, it was 13 through 20 would play the first day. Then they would play the. Then the winners of those teams would play the one through four, and then and then after that day they would have a day in between before they played again. I think it's now it's set up where it's thirteen through twenty four, and then the winners of those games would play one through eight, and then they get a break, and then five through twelve I think still play. I don't. I, I'd have to look. At, Actually, at the format, I'm trying to still figure out how this format's going to be played out. But well, hopefully, hopefully, I can get Chris to join us next week, and if he does, he can uh, spell it all out for us because there is a number of uh, ways to. Uh, well, I think the ACHA, find this out, so. uh, X account has the the hypothetical matchups right now, but I still don't know. I mean, it doesn't show clear like where's the day off and who gets the day off. Right, there's a, right. There's a gap in between and stuff. So that's the only thing that's quite, but, but anyway, so, but, if, but still you'd be in the top four. I think your path still technically should be a little bit easier. So Ohio, uh, and then Jamestown is still right there at five and a half. So, I mean, it's, it's set pretty good, but it is still a chance for Jamestown and Ohio and UNLV to, 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 to switch around a little bit. And then Liberty's at six. So they're not too far behind. And then Maryville is at eight, so there's a little bit. That's a two average uh, gap, so that seems kind of a tough stretch with only two more weekends of games. But you know, it just makes these next two weekends of games very important. I mean, uh, you know, you'd have to look at the schedules of these teams to see who they're playing. But um, you know, you really can't have too many letdowns at this point in the season if if you're trying to jockey for better positioning than where you are currently. Okay, so let's uh, let's get to the. Um, uh, 11 through 20 range. Purdue Northwest at 22, 5 and 1 holds down number 11. And Calvin. Before you get into that, this is, this is the more important part, I think, of the ranking. I think the top, the top spots are going to be in and they're going to have probably good positioning. But these, these middle teams that we're about to run through right now are 11 through 20. Or, and even the teams that are like at 20 to 24, those are the teams that are really, I think it's important for them to try to see how high of a positioning they can, better than of their position they can get. Yeah, good point. Um, so eleven is Purdue Northwest at twenty-two, five and one. Calvin in number twelve at twenty-six and two. That's twenty hyphen six dash two. I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> uh, one could interpret that you were saying they were twenty-six and two. I know it, it, it's hard when there's uh, yeah. victories like that. Illinois State twenty-two, ten and one. Utah snuck up to fourteen. At uh, 13, 8, and 2. Now, I have a little worry with Utah being only 13 wins, but I'll get into that later. Grand Valley State, 19, 6, and 2. Indiana Tech, ever... Go ahead and uh, 29, and 1. That's 20 9 1. Um, Pittsburgh, 16, 11, and 2. Missouri State, 12, 13, and 2. Arizona, 11, 12, and 1 holds down number 19. And number 20 goes to Delaware at 13, 8, and 3. Okay. Um, okay. I'll let you go first, and then well, I'll go through and give you my uh, my hash. Why do you always have to have a why do you always have to have an issue with something? 
That's my job. Why is she? That's my job. That's your job. Okay. That's why you get paid the big bucks. Something like that. But that's exactly <laughs> what I do is try to help out the common guy understand oh, how teams are ranked. Wow. Because we uh, we look at this on the NCAA side, and people ask me all the time, how can a team with more wins be down at the bottoms of the rankings? Because uh, people have learned uh, since they're a young person all the way up playing competitive sports, you play to win the game. Correct. Yeah, that's okay. what. That's, that's so if what, you win games, if you win games, then how do you stay down in the rankings behind behind teams that have not won as many games? And I know what you're going to say: it's a computer ranking, it's a formula. I get all that, but but come on, the average person that watches the game for fun doesn't understand how a team that's below 500 can be ahead of some teams that are over 500 by a lot. Well, you're talking, about, you're talking about playing to win. Talking about playing to win the game, unless you're in the uh, AHL All Star Classic in the round robin, where a division was maybe purposely trying to not win the game, they were purposely trying to tie games. No, so they'd have no and, by, and by the way, <laughs> they weren't purposely trying to tie. That was just a, a fan <laughs> that they. they end, but when it got to the point where it became the opportunity to get a tie, they would take the tie rather than a loss. Well, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I got it. No, I was just having fun with that but uh no i i think uh my my issue would be you know you're talking about utah and I'll, I'll, I'll have you explain that in a second but would be the missouri state situation that they're 18 and they're one game below 500 with their record 12 13 and one and even arizona i mean you know they they they've they've been they've dropped so I, they were at 14 but now that they've dropped i think that's that's you know as much as we love arizona i think that's probably more more where they should be but but even that i mean they're 11 and 12 and one and uh, they're one game below 500. And then you got other teams that, you know, but again, it goes back to the strength of the team. I mean, Arizona's had a really tough schedule. I think Missouri State playing in the WCHL has had tough, tough schedules. So I think that plays into it. But still, you know, you're 12, 13, and 2, and you're 18. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's interesting, you know, that you're below 500 and you are got a spot in the in the top 24. So I, I don't know, but okay. Uh, um, let me start with but, Utah. Utah, I'm not picking on you. I, I know you work very hard and you've done yeah, real we have well. AJ Bolden and company at Utah, <laughs> but no, but, but here's the thing. First of all, you've only played 23 games. 13 of them have been wins. Is that their fault? Eight. Uh, well, somebody's fault because you got to schedule games. Um, 13, eight and two is 24 games. Correct. 20. Yeah. 23 games. So um, you you got to play more games, and you, your eight losses, albeit you're in the WCHL, I understand that it's a very difficult competition, but that's still eight losses. That's not five like Minot or three like Adrian or four like Central Oklahoma or six like UNLV or six like Ohio. I mean, you don't get to Jamestown until you get to eight losses. So um, those eight losses are, are, are kind of sticking you, I think in my eyes anyway, but more importantly is 13 wins, man. I, I, you know, I say this all the time. I really think that you, you should be close to 20 wins by the time the, uh, the tournament starts in order to be a tournament team. So do I want Utah to be in? Yes. Do I think they'll be in? Yes. But I'm a little bit skeptical on that 13, eight and two mark as to what kind of uh, damage they could do in the tournament. All right. Uh, I agree with you 100% on Missouri State and Arizona. They play in a tough conference, which helps bolster 
their their numbers. No doubt about that one. It's a computer ranking, but both of them are below 500. In the NCAA, Stephen, if your team is below 500, no matter where you are in the pairwise rankings, you can't participate in the NCAA tournament. So I think it's important for the integrity of the game to get above 500, especially when you have teams that are above 500 below you. And I'm talking about Grand Canyon, one game over, but they're over, 14, 13, and one. Um, Westchester is number 23 at 20-4-2. Uh, in Indiana, Pennsylvania, 19-6-2, and Oklahoma, 12-9-2. Again, Oklahoma, you need to play some more games in my estimation. But when I look across the board at all of that, and I encompass the whole thing, um, right now, Indiana, Pennsylvania, there's a good chance they don't get in. Um, there's a close chance that Westchester doesn't get in, and and maybe Oklahoma doesn't get in. So 23, 24, 25 might lose out to auto bids. All of them um, have a uh, plus 500 record, which would mean that you're going to take in teams that are below 500. You're going to take in Iowa State, which is at 500. You're going to take Delaware, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Arizona at 11, 12, and 1. And you're going to take Missouri State at 12, 13, and 2. So you're going to take three teams below the five at 500 or below instead of three teams that are well above 500. You get my point? Well, we, we heard your point, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I like to make that. And again, I, I know the computers do it, and I know they do a fantastic I, job in the end, but it's frustrating but, to me but, as but a I think, fan I think you, yeah, I get, to watch I get teams that. not get in. No, I think, it, I think you get right. I mean, I think with people that, that don't understand – and I'm not saying you don't understand. We obviously have been following it a while, so we we have we understand how it works. But you know, from a perspective of somebody that maybe is just new to the league or or has teams of player, you know, players in these teams that are right on the cusp, and they say, okay, a 24 and two record, that's pretty good. But why are we why are we lower than a team that's below 500? I can understand why people would would have that perception. But again, it just, it goes beyond just the record. It goes it's a matter of the games you've played. If you've played. You know the the strength of the teams you've played and how you've won. If you've won by one goal, if you've won by a lot of goals, all that plays a factor. Um, you know Utah is is really going to be a telling for them. I mean, I, I think they'll still probably be in, but um, they've got. This is a really a chance for them to to really show what they're made of because the rest of their schedule, uh, they're going to have Central Oklahoma on uh, Thursday. So that would be. Uh, Tonight, that's uh, as we're recording this on Thursday morning. Uh, University of Central Oklahoma, uh, and then they're going to play their conference games with University of Oklahoma, uh, which is a better team, but you know, not certainly not the top echelon of the the conference yet. But um, and then they're going to then they're going to host Iowa State the following weekend to end their schedule. So five games really that, Iowa that, State right now. Is that is a good good schedule. Well, while I'm talking about that, I want you to look at Maryville's and tell me how Maryville's ended the season because they also have an incredible schedule coming up. So when you tell me that about Utah, um, and, and let's play hypothetical here. Let's say that Utah gets in, um, and and let's say they get a split. I'm assuming it's a two-game series with the UCO. Let's say they get a one, split. One, one game with UCO, two games with Oklahoma. Okay. Okay, so let's see. They get they lose that one. They'd be thirteen nine and two. Let's say that they sweep Oklahoma, which is no easy task. They then would be fifteen nine and two, heading into Iowa State. 
And Iowa State is 8-8-0. Eight, eight, and, oh, and I don't know for the life of me how this team that came back is where they're at with an 8-8-0 eight, eight, no mark. That's 16 games played. That's half of Minot's games. So first of all, you haven't played many games. And two is the, uh, the record is not overwhelmingly good. You have, uh, what, jeez, uh, almost, you have 18 less games won than Minot, and you've got three more losses, and you're going to be in the same tournament? That, that to me, that, that doesn't add up. So uh, I'm a little worried about that. The same thing with Oklahoma. Oklahoma, if they sweep Utah, they could jump up because they're, that would then be 14-9-2, and two versus uh, Utah, which would probably be 13, uh, 11 and two. So look out, look out in Oklahoma. It's a huge series. And I believe that's in Oklahoma, right? Yes, it's in Oklahoma. So the same building, UCL Thursday night, two games in, in the same building on uh, Friday and Saturday. What a, what an event it will be to see that. I wish. Well, well and how about, okay. So let's talk about a, a a positive story from all this and how about the 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 job that Grand Canyon has been doing i mean they they're at 21 they keep climbing and there's a potential that they could climb some more if they continue to to do really well in their final games and some of these other teams that are right ahead of them kind of continue to falter maybe if Arizona continues to or if uh, Missouri or whatever um or Delaware Grand Canyon could 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 jump leap them i mean it's a 21 and a half point uh, average for them Delaware at 19 and Arizona at 18. So there's a little bit of a, of a gap there. Missouri State also at 18 and Pittsburgh also at 18. So three teams are all at 18, but, uh, and Pittsburgh too. So it's, uh, it, but, you know, it's, it's something really dr- dramatic happens. They, they come back. But also, Grand Canyon's got to be careful. They got to really finish strong because if they don't, um, they have a little bit of a cushion, I guess, with, with Iowa State and, and Westchester. But uh, right now they're at 21. That's probably right. At the cutoff line, maybe. I mean, it just depends on how many uh, auto bids they have um, that, that get taken. You know, typically there's two, maybe three. So that would put teams 24, 23, 22 would be out and would be taken by auto bids. So that would put Grand Canyon barely in. So they they could be um, – They let me, if you look at the rest of their schedule, uh, I'll pull it up real quick, but um, they've got to continue to play very strong to um, – to get to finish strong and to have a chance to, to move up. And they just had their last home game uh, last weekend. So their their next game would be um, actually they're going to be it's Oklahoma as well. They'll play at Oklahoma. They'll play Oklahoma on Thursday to not, uh, today. And then, then they'll play central Oklahoma. So when Utah is playing central Oklahoma, uh, Grand Canyon will play Oklahoma and then Central Oklahoma will play Grand Canyon, will host Grand Canyon as Utah will then play uh, Oklahoma. So it'll be a busy weekend in Oklahoma. A lot that will hope, probably go a lot to deciding. <laughs> it would go a long things. way in deciding not only who's in, but where, what order they're in. Yeah. Um, okay, so so that kind of pounds out the whole thing. I didn't do the last five, so let me do that. Uh, Twenty-one. I, I feel I bad for Grand Canyon a little bit because they're kind of going into the fire here with the. <laughs> a very good Central Oklahoma team, and but this is a chance to really. This is if you want to get into the tournament. This is like playoff hockey right now. This is your opportunity to to really shock and and, and at least get a split there, or, or really make it a. I mean, maybe you get it at 
to an overtime game, even if you lose an overtime, that that may not hurt you that much. But if even if, if you keep it close, this, this is one of those things that's weird thing about this computer you're talking about. Even if you lose the game, but you lose by a goal, that may not be that may not really hurt you as much as if it's like a six nothing or seven nothing game. You're just pushing my buttons so, now. That's what you're so, doing. You're so, just pushing so my buttons. So this is gonna be real interesting. As great as Grand Canyon's been playing, they've making that push and everything. Uh, this is this weekend. Probably this is their final games of the, the the schedule for Grand Canyon. So this is their final opportunity to uh, to move up or maybe move down. But uh, we'll we'll see. It's kind of where the position that Utah's been the last few years when it was in the twenty team format, where they were kind of right there and, and they had a couple of games and they to maybe move up and they couldn't quite get it done and then they had to kind of wait it out because there was still another weekend of games but they weren't playing and they ended up getting bumped out so uh we'll see but those are the kind of things i kind of find intriguing this time of year because we know the top teams are going to be and where they where they finish and stuff but it's these teams that like a grand candy who's never been there can they get there for the first time utah who hasn't been there and you know and 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 what's kind of a focus team for us because we, we kind of focus more on the west teams you know can can they get a spot in there you know and and, and stuff so we we shall see yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's kind of dissect at least the formula that's being used in the M2 regionals. We have a couple of teams. we got Kentucky playing very well, and we also have, uh, of course, the Lake Superior State uh, Lakers playing pretty well. So let's uh, dissect that in uh, in just a bit when we come back. Championship pedigree, world-class coaching, and first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. The Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Harrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. With a big school hockey feel, all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. University of Arizona Wildcats return to the Tucson Arena September 29th. Join the tradition and become a part of the legacy of hockey in the old Pueblo. Cheer on your five-time Cactus Cup champions as the Wildcats pursue a national championship after a promising off-season of key roster additions. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org for schedule and ticket information and follow us on social media. Bear down and rise up. for a small campus setting with a big campus varsity hockey program located in the heart of the ozarks springfield missouri drury university hockey is the new game in town the beautiful jordan valley ice park located less than a mile from the drury campus is the home of panthers hockey including a newly renovated full-time locker room space drury university offers over 80 undergraduate majors and programs and nine graduate programs with an average class size of just 19 students Go beyond and become a part of a bright future for Jury Panthers hockey. Visit jurypanthers.com and jury.edu for more information. Looking to extend your hockey career at a high level? Then the University of Georgia could be the place for you. Ice Dogs Hockey is an NCAA-style experience and championship culture combined with classic rivalries, big-time athletics, and an elite academic institution. 
Go to UGAHockey.com to start your journey and see if you can continue to help build the limitless future ahead for University of Georgia Hockey. Looking to find the right place to fit your academic needs with a chance to play championship-level college hockey? Then Indiana Tech could just be that place. In less than a decade, the Warriors have played for two national championships, appeared in the last four national tournaments, and won six regular season and conference tournaments. Off the ice, majors in not just the tech fields, but communications, criminal justice, and more can get your career off to that same kind of championship start. For more information, visit us online at indianatechwarriors.com or at indianatech.edu. Looking to continue building on a successful first season at the ACHA W1 level, Lake Superior State starts its second season in the CCWHA, a season that included having three academic All-Americans. If this is the kind of tradition that you are interested in help building as a player or support off the ice, then visit us at womensd1lssuachahockey.com and see if the school-rated Michigan's most affordable university is for you. Lake Superior State Women's Hockey, the small school advantage with the big hockey culture built in. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. If you are thinking of joining a growing power to continue playing high-level college hockey, then Lake Superior State's ACHA M2 program could be right for you. In just two seasons under head coach Steve Canisto, the Lakers M2 team continues its drive towards a national tournament bid, coming off the program's best season ever. For information about playing in this hockey-focused community, or if you're just interested in schedule and ticket information, visit our website at lssuachahockey.com. At some schools, winning the national championship is the goal. For Liberty's women's hockey program, it's the expectation. Winners of the last five national championships, Liberty women's hockey is the ACHA W1 standard. Be a part of the championship legacy on or off the ice with a first-class education, as well as serving your faith, community, and your game by visiting us at liberty.edu. New challenges, new level, 
same quest. Join us at the University of Mary for the 2023-24 hockey season as the two-time ACHA M2 champions bring that championship pedigree to the M1 level. Watch the Marauders take on rivals Minot State, Jamestown University, and national powers Missouri State, Illinois State, and Colorado State as they look to add to their hockey legacy. Head to GoYouMary.com to find out how you can support University of Mary Hockey. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Indeed it is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you today from Buttonwillow, California, just outside of Bakersfield. My co-host, as always, from that big, beautiful championship city, which is Las Vegas, Nevada, Stephen March. Um, Stephen, we talked about the uh, the M1 program. Now let's see what we can do with the uh 2024 M2 regionals, which are set to begin on the 23rd of February, four different locations, completely different animal than the M1 side. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of set up like how, I guess the NCAA tournament is, you know, is. I mean, just in fact, in regards that there's a there's a regional aspect to it to get us to, to get you know, to, to spot in the in the, uh, the main tournament, uh, the ACHA uh, M2 tournament. So um, that that's an important, yeah. So it's it's different there, and I and I don't, I think it's a s- single elimination too. The the regionals. Yeah, the regionals are single elimination, and I believe and there's an auto bid, at least one auto bid for each each region, maybe two, that uh, automatically get in and don't have to go through the regional. And then the regional uh, takes one or two. So um, I believe that's how it goes. I have to, to dig more into it since we don't do a lot with the M2. But let me go through the sites. Uh, the Central Regional will be at Patterson Ice Center in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The Northeast Regional in Keene Ice at Keene, New Hampshire. The Southeast Regional at Bird Arena in Athens, Ohio. And the West Regional in uh, Eccles Ice Center at uh, North Logan, Utah. So Utah State hosts the West Regional. Tri-City Collegiate Hockey League is hosting the Southeast Regional. Keene State hosting the Northeast Regional. And Davenport University hosting the Central Regional. Um, If you go to the uh, ACHAHockey.org website, very laid out, uh, very well laid out, I should say. Um, They have uh, all the information for you, the hotel information, the schedule, the brackets, the rosters, the skater stats, goalie stats. Uh, some of those, the bracket roster, skater, and goalie stats will be updated, I'm sure, uh, as the tournament begins. Again, all of these will be February 23rd through the 25th. So on the night of the 25th, Stephen, we will know who is uh, participating in not only the M1, but the M2 division of the ACHA tournament. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. exciting time of the year where you, you have all this- so many teams battling for for spots in the tournament and just you know to see who's going to who's going to get in i mean is it seems like anybody has a has an opportunity to to get in if if you make a run this is this is always what's i guess the positive side of the the having a a regional is that you know as much as your season maybe hasn't gone to this 
as well, and maybe you, you feel like you could be better. Well, if you turn it up right now and you, you see some you play some of your best hockey for the, for those three days, however long it is, like it's three days or four days, then you can still get a spot in the national tournament. You can earn yourself a spot in the in the national tournament field. So that, that makes that part of it uh, exciting. Okay, I think I've got this right. I'm looking at the West Regional. So teams one and two in the West are uh, automatically into the national tournament. Teams 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14 in the West will play off. So uh, day one, February 23rd, it's going to be number 14 seed versus 7 seed, 13 versus 8, 12 versus 9, and 11 versus 10. And then day two, they will... uh, a repair, the second lowest remaining seed gets number four. The lowest remaining seed gets number three. The highest remaining seed gets five. And the highest remaining, uh, the second highest remaining seed gets five. Highest remaining seed gets six. And then uh, another repairing, reseeding, if you will, uh, on day three with the second lowest remaining seed getting the second highest remaining seed. Lowest remaining seed and the highest remaining seed will square off. So that's the opportunity to, uh, to get into the tournament, as I said, the top two teams in each uh, um, regional will be automatically sent to the national tournament, which, of course, is at the Centene Community Ice Center in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, so I, I, I look at the, the rankings, and I guess this is from the, the 1st of uh, February. I, don't, they haven't upped, I haven't seen any up more updated rankings than, than these. Um, maybe they're maybe they're, i think there should be another up, update to this but based on the rankings from the uh, one from the 1st of february the central uh, region the central division central rankings lindenwood leads the way at number 1 uh, iowa 2 um uh, and then one of our teams that we co fo- look at like superior state down at 13 so they're kind of in the in the middle of the pack there in the central side of things drury uh, is at 14. Um, in the Northeast uh, rankings, Northeastern leads leads the way with number one. Army in RPI at two and three. Uh, I'll just kind of do that. People can Stephen, Stephen, if you can do a quick thing for me, check for uh, Lake Superior State, Drury, and Kentucky, our M2 teams that we have, and, uh, and find out where they are if you can. Um, well, I, I just I mentioned Lake Superior State was at number thirteen. Okay. In the in the in the this most recent update that I see in the central, correct? In the central and Drury's at fourteen, and uh, Kentucky is at number five in the southeast uh, rankings. Okay. So. Perfect. Good stuff. All right, let's take one more quick break, break, and let's come back and let's talk about the women's side of things because they too are battling for a national championship. And we'll be in Centene Community Ice Center in uh, St. Louis as well. So we'll take one more quick break and uh, be right back to uh, to wrap things up for another great show. Looking for the big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University, located in St. Louis, Missouri, could be for you. Fielding five teams across all divisions of the ACHA since 2018, and playing just minutes from campus in the 1,000-plus seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as they compete against ACHA powers like Ohio, Liberty, Minot State, and Illinois State. 
For more information about all things Maryville, visit maryville.edu. Experience the best of academics and athletics at Minot State University. At Minot State, we're not just a team. We're a family united by passion and determination. Achieve your academic goals while thriving in a supportive community. With a commitment to excellence both on and off the ice, we're shaping leaders with an 11 to 1 student-faculty ratio, over 1,200 scholarships awarded annually, and in-state tuition for all students. Experience education that goes beyond textbooks, propelling you towards a brighter future. Join Minot State University and be part of a legacy of success. Discover your potential at Minot State. Learn more at MinotStateU.edu. Minot State University. Be seen. Be heard. Be you. Women's hockey is one of the fastest growing sports in the country and at Maryville University in St. Louis, having two ACHA women's teams allows young women to continue to play top-level hockey. Maryville Women's Hockey aligns with the university's core values to provide opportunities for growth as a player as well as the sport. The Maryville University Hockey Center is the place to get a first-class hockey experience and is just minutes from campus. For more information on Maryville women's hockey, go online to MaryvilleSaints.com. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 national champions, four-time WCHL champions, and named a best-in-the-West college by U.S. News & World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. As a premier ACHA M1 university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Indeed it is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you outside of Bakersfield, California in Buttonwillow, California. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh from Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, we talked about the M1 side. We talked about the M2 side. Now it's time to talk about the W1 side and the teams that we have participating in the W1 and uh, their desire to uh, earn a championship as well in Centene, at Centene Community Ice Center in uh, beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. What are your thoughts on the uh, the W1 side of things right now? How are the, how are the rankings holding and, 
And uh, who's going to uh, get the number one seed coming into this tournament? Well, right now, Midland has it. They're number one. Liberty is number two. Adrian, three. Minot State is four. Maryville, five. McHenry is six. Michigan, seven. Indiana Tech, eight. Michigan, Dearborn at nine. Arizona State at 10. Jamestown, 11. Niagara, 12. Minnesota, 13. Miami at 14. And Lindenwood at 15. And and the uh, so uh, basically the top ten teams will get in of the field, and uh, this so that's there's thirty one teams overall on the women's side, but ten ten teams will get in. Uh, there will be three auto bids. One will come from the Central Collegiate Women's Hockey League. One will come from the Western Women's Collegiate Hockey League, and one will come from the Women's Midwest College Hockey League. So um, that'll be. Um, That'll be the determinant. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> here's what's interesting. There's been a total of nine schools that have won the ACHA Women's Division One National Championship. St. Cloud State has won it once. Wisconsin twice. Michigan State twice. Robert Morris twice. Lindenwood four. Northeastern's won it. Minnesota's got one. Miami with three. Liberty with six. I think including the last uh, the last five uh, in a row, or maybe it's the last six. The last five in a row, I believe. Last five in a yep. row. Yeah. So. So they, they are the defending champs. They are all going to be, of course, the, the favorites going into this, even though they're not number one right now. Midland is is, is number one there, so that's maybe a little bit different because I think Liberty is, uh, I would say they've been number one or, or right uh, every year that they've won it. Uh, maybe I'd have to look back if that's the case, but they they usually are the, the team to beat. So it's interesting that Midland is the number one team, and maybe there'll be a new a new champion Uh at, at that level, which which would be which would be nice. I mean, it's nice. It's a team to be consistently good, like like Liberty has been. And nothing against Liberty. Liberty's a great school, great people there. But uh, you know, I think it's always kind of nice when somebody else has a, a chance to win it and gets gets that gets that moment. And, and maybe this will be a year that we see that. We'll we'll see. Uh, right now, Midland's the number one team, and so right now the top ten well, team would get in. So uh, Arizona State would just be in the cutoff. Uh, of course, with with auto bids and stuff, but. Uh, Arizona State would would get in. I I would think that they would win the the WWCHL, so they would get in anyway. But uh, but yeah, there's the ten teams right now. So we'll see how it plays out the final few weeks of the women's one regular season. Well, let me tell you, Midland is twenty three zero zero and two. That's pretty impressive, uh, considering that uh, Liberty is fourteen two one and zero, uh, and the Adrian Bulldogs nineteen six zero and one. Um, that that's that's a pretty impressive group of teams, and uh, we see the women's side of things growing more and more every year. The competition not only gets better, but like Maryville has two teams; they've got an M one and an M two, um, and you know the teams that we cover, obviously um, Liberty, Minot State, and Maryville, all in the top five. So we're going to have some teams competing uh, in our coverage area, or the teams that are partners with us competing with uh, the rest of these squads. And you look at them and, and you see some big names. Arizona State's been good for years um, since they started their program. Minnesota's been there. Miami, of course, has been there. Lindenwood. So these are not teams that are new to uh, to championship hockey. And I think we're going to see that this year at Centene. When do things kick off for the women's side, Stephen? Put you on the spot uh, now. I'll let you, I'll let you look, at, <laughs> look it up first. <laughs> Well, they uh, – let's see here. Because I know the, the M1 starts on the 7th. and It, uh, looks, like, it looks like the March 13th, so after the after – A day the, after the M1 after ends. The M1 yep. 
ghosts. Uh, they they start. Uh, it's the whole thing is going to be over ten days from the seventh to the the seventeenth. I think the seventh through the twelfth is the men's um, side of things. Then one side of things, and then the women, I believe, start the next day on the thirteenth, which it says here they start on the thirteenth and go into the the seventeenth and uh, on that. So, and the rankings that I'm looking at, uh, and I'm sure you are too, are from February sixth. They're just uh, very recent, but. Um, that that's that that's some exciting stuff. There's going to be a lot of teams again. Uh, I, I just want to get before we end the show another a thought from you because you've been there when they've all been there. I missed that year, unfortunately, due to illness. But um, you you were there. Uh, give us a thumbnail again if you can before we end the show. Just how um, how exciting it is and how these teams move around the Centene community. Well, yeah, I mean. That that part of it is exciting. There, everybody's there. There's so many different. Uh, there's so many different things going on. It's, you know, you kind of go to sometimes to these kind of events, and there's all these tournaments going on and everything. But, you know, there's there's four different there's four different sheets of ice that are are there, and or maybe it's three. I, I, no, I think it's four. Anyways, and they're all being used up. You know, with with this, there's a there's a there's a there's a little little restaurant bar thing in, in there that that that's busy and stuff and and so it's it's a busy it's a busy five well the five days I was of course it continues even after the M one and 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 the women's start and the other divisions maybe finish up but yeah I mean those those first few days is busy because you're gonna have you got the M one games going you got all all the divisions are there so M one M two M three M two no I said that already M one M two M three women's one I believe women's too. So all everybody uh, is there, and there's so many games on all the sheets. And then, as you said, there's a few overflow at Maryville. And there's even going to be more this year because you've got the extra teams now in the M1 side of things that go from 20 to 24. So um, it's like games from like what 10 in the morning to like 10 at night, or even the one night that we had the over. There's an overtime game that throws everything into a loop, which we saw uh, a couple. You know, a couple of years ago, with that five overtime game, that kind of threw all the times into a whack, and we didn't finish that night till after midnight, I think. So, uh, it's a, it's it's a lot, uh, it's a lot, it's a lot going on. It's it's a lot to to take in, but it's so great because you could bounce around from one ring to the other. If you're if you've got a school that's got two different teams in, you can, you can, you can check in on them when you're not playing, or if, you know, if, if it's. It's it's a it's a nice setup and it's it, it, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of space it seems like in the, each of the rinks uh, obviously some rinks have more space than the other you know the M one uh, tournament is primarily in the main rink uh, the 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 Lindenwood rink uh, where Lindenwood the, now the NCAA Lindenwood team they play their games uh, in the in the Centene there USA Arena which is the the, the main one but um, obviously the St Louis Blues practice at that facility as well that's their home so uh it's it's a lot it's a lot goes on that in that day and i think i think it's a great location though for the tournament i think it's a of course we didn't get to we didn't get to be there for the one in boston last year but we've heard stories about it, it just didn't seem like it ran as smoothly it was a little bit you know a little bit more of a uh, little bit more of a hassle but it seems like everybody that was involved with the one in st louis a couple of years ago was impressed and obviously that's why i think it's it, it's going to be there for the foreseeable future for the ACHA to well, have that as the spot for 
for a while. Well, two things to add to that. Obviously, St. Louis in the central part of the country, so um, so people from all directions can get I, I, there. We always want to say the West Coast is the best coast, but I guess for the ACHA, the Central, central is the best. The best. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I'm all for it. I think that's a great spot for it. Uh, I think they do a great job. I think they do incredible with the ice conditions. And you saw that last year. It's hard, man. When you're playing that many games, it's hard to keep solid, good ice. Yeah, one but game finishes they do up as good then, as any. One game finishes up and they get the Zamboni. They got to do all that and get it ready for the I mean, Four games a day on the main rink. And of course, all the other rinks that, go, that, that have games as well. And then, the, and then if there's overtime games, which there were a few including that, that five overtime game I referenced, uh, that's it's even used even more, and it's a lot of a lot of time you got to ice, you know, you got a Zamboni in, and 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 it seemed the ice was in stayed in pretty good shape all the way throughout. So um, that that's the impressive thing about it. Uh, obviously, the NCAA uh, is is just is going to be there too uh, right after uh, for the for their regionals uh, right after the uh, for, right after the um, the ACHA finishes up, then the, the NCAA comes in. So um, that'll be interesting because ice is going to get so used so much during those uh, ten days that that the uh, ACHA is there, and then then they got to get it ready for the NCAA. So uh, it's going to get a lot of use. But uh, I'm sure as, as, as a lot of these buildings are they're equipped for that. I'm sure they have other events throughout the year um, that they they use that. The other thing too, we can, we'll forget too, is there's an outdoor rink there too that people and I'm sure that the teams will will practice on that. Uh, too. They won't play any games on the outdoor rink, although that would be cool, but uh, they'll, some teams will practice on that. I know that I remember watching part of a UNLV practice the, the one day, I think, that between the days that they didn't play, uh, that they practiced on the outdoor rink. And I, and I think that, that's where, where Maryville comes in probably more than ever is for the practice space. Yeah, and they might use Maryville for practice time, or they'll use the outdoor rink for, for practice time, although that's a little bit of a different beast, but but yeah, I think uh, you know the weather will be will be will be what it is. But of course, it's inside, so that 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 won't matter. But um, other than if you're in the outdoor rink, I guess. But they won't play any games on the outdoor rink because that would be fair to have some teams have to play out there. But uh, but they certainly will use it for practice. So that that's a cool element too to to have that sort of outdoor feel if if you do do some practice time on that on that rink, which I believe some teams will will yeah. do that again this year. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Well, a little bit of breaking news for you. Chris Perry says he uh, will try to find time next week to join us live. So we'll have uh, Chris Perry joining us to break everything down as we then are um, three weeks away from the start of the tournament. And then the final two weeks, we'll do the buildup. We'll start uh, talking to coaches of some of the top teams and get their thoughts and how they're going to travel and all of that good stuff. And um, we'll bring it all to you. We'll have uh, full coverage from the national tournament. So uh, we'll say goodnight with uh, little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers as soon as you do your read. Well, I'm pulling that up. Uh, <laughs> I guess I should have Don't you know what time it is? It's 9.59 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. From the nchc.tv studios, this is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast presented by IcetimeHockeyWest.com. Liberty University, bring your faith in your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at Liberty.edu. University of Central Oklahoma, first class experience on and off the ice. For more information, go to UCO.edu or UCOHockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, lunch, catering, dining in or out, or just getting our award-winning barbecue sauce. We're at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. 
UNLV Hockey, follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. FedEx, ship, manage, track, deliver. The official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Maryville Women's Hockey, go to maryvillesaints.com for schedule and ticket information. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org and become part of one of the West's most historic hockey programs. Jets Pizza. Lunch, dinner, and catering as well at JetsPizza.com. University of Mary. New league, new level, same goal. Visit us at GoYouMary.com. The Tag Creative Group. Have us create that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. Go to redbubble.com and search T. Grand Rudd. Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave only faster at OUHockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network and is live every week on the Podbean app and is available on your favorite podcast platforms at ITHSW Podcast. All one word. Again, search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review any of our podcasts to help others find the show. Very well done, my friend. We'll say good night or good day with a uh, little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Ask everybody to tune in next week when we should have, we're scheduled to have, the commissioner from the WCHL, the best conference in M1 hockey, I think, in uh, the ACHA joining us, Chris Perry. So we'll say good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>